All right, here we go. Welcome to the Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Abba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever! Yeah! All right, hammer! What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk! That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk towards it. Here's your host, Kale Davidoff. Oh! This room, uh, it's a little bigger than it is usually. Like, there's more space yeah. in here. Well... This room. <laughs> yeah, the, the, oh, the room. Right. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, you know, what we call pile of clothes. Well, That's yes, a different yes. type of world. My, my, my clothes are taking up the spot that would normally be for... Uh, wardrobe? The, the wardrobe <laughs> is taking up the spot that <laughs> Colin would nor- normally sit at. Um, uh, usually, uh, we, we, we put three of us in this room today. Colin couldn't make it, so... Uh, uh, there are just two of us. Um, hey, Mitch, you know, uh, I, gotta, I gotta admit something. You know, you know I've been slacking on seeing the movies, right? Well, I mean, you're busy. I'm, yeah, bu- I'm busy, busy, but I've been slacking a little bit. I'm sure. to you, too. You guys sure. can find the time. I can find the time. Sure. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know what you do. Well, you know, it's, 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 I just act like I'm busy. <laughs> yes. Um, I did see, I did double up. I saw Creed again on Friday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I had these. I just I was listening to the music all day, and I was having kind of a rough day. And I messaged my friends who I hadn't seen. And I'm like, you know, what? if you guys meet me at the movie theater, I'll see Creed again. I want to see Creed again, and uh, just as good the second time. Okay, I'll admit that the sound over there in the Birmingham eight wasn't as good as it could be, but whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, Birmingham eight. If you're listening and you still want to sponsor the show, I'll tell everyone how good your sound is. But yeah. other than that, it was okay. Um, anyways, welcome to uh, the Woodward's Filmcast, your uh, pod- your Detroit podcast for film, TV, news, and discussion. Um, my name's Kale Davidoff. I'm here, as I am every week, with... Mitch Hava. And as I mentioned, we're usually here with Colin Ward, but Colin could not make it uh, this week to discuss Room, <clears throat> the movie that we saw this week. Well, you guys saw it a while ago, but I caught up, and we're discussing yeah. Room this week. Colin did send in his thoughts, so I'll sprinkle those in um, throughout the show, but... Um, we get together every week and we see a movie and we talk about it. And this week's movie was uh, Room. Um, this is a movie, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. The A24 film. We'll get into it, yes. Um, but before we get into um, the movie of the week, we always do a little bit of news, you know, headlines and stuff before the show. Yeah. Um, let's, you know, get it, let's get it out of the way really quick <laughs> with the... Uh, with the awards. <laughs> well, the, you know, we do award stuff all the time, and you know, Colin's kind of our awards expert, so I mm-hmm. feel like you know, we should maybe wait for him to talk about some of these things. But basically, since we last met, more award nominations have come out, and Mad Max is continuing to kill it. And I think that's the thing that, that uh, you know, we're, trying, we're kind of like the road to the Oscars sort of thing right mm-hmm. now, and we're trying to you know, use what these other awards, like the SAGs and the Golden Globes and all this stuff, to predict the Oscars. And yeah, Mad Max, man, is getting more attention think, since we last spoke. I think uh, it's got a very good chance. I remember when it came out, I think I was the only person of the three of us that said it would be nominated for a Best Picture. Hey, hey so we can be, even go back and listen to we it. Could. But I think it, I think it definitely will. I probably, point. I think I said it wouldn't, and I, I'm, I, it might still. I mean, it might, I but it, I, it might not. The way know. it's going, I mean, it'd be hard pressed to believe that. We'll it won't see. Be. We'll see. It's just there's just so many movies this year that I think, mm-hmm. but they'll probably fit it in. If there's these ten yeah. things. Also, fit it in. did you hear that they're planning on re-releasing it in the spring? In black um, and in white. In black and white. Yeah, yeah, I saw a rumor of that. I don't know how confirmed that is yet. Yeah. 
I, that, I'd be what do you think about that, that though? Because some of the interest and intrigue of that movie is the, the color. color. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. I, I'd definitely be interested to see it. I mean, it wasn't shot for black and white, so I'm curious. Like, what's the scene in the um, in the in the dust storm going to look like with that tornado? Yeah, no, it's I don't look know. Weird. I mean, I'm sure they do a lot of adjustments, color like, correction. Annie, Annie, there's lighting. a twister. Right. <laughs> You know what would be cool it would be to do see it in black and white with no dialogue. Just have you ever seen Steven Soderbergh? He he uh, he took Raiders of the Lost Ark and art Raiders of the Lost Ark and converted it to black and white. Did you see this? I don't think he I've ever took seen out it, the though. audio. It's like on his blog, and he just put this like like title cards. And well, stuff? just no, 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 just this like soothing music in the background, just so you could focus on the contrast and the lighting. It was really cool. Hmm. Um, I feel like I'd, I feel like Mad Max would work as just like. Like, we're just with an orchestra playing and black and white on a big screen. Like, that'd be cool. Yeah. I'd be down for that. With, like, not the music in the movie. Like, classical music. You know, ma- like, arranged an for the movie. Piece, Very yeah. cool. But, Let's just um, do that. Let's just make a YouTube page. Yeah, we should. We should, yes. <laughs> um... Let's let's move on though. Let's move away. Let's take a break. Wait till Colin gets back to really discuss the what you know what the implications of the award nominations this past week. Okay. Um, you know, you and I we we wanna we wanna do a little before we get into the room, not the room. Until we get to room, we wanna do a little trailer roundup because there's been a lot of uh, big time trailer releases in the last few weeks. We really haven't gotten to most of them, and some of them just came out today and the past couple of days. Um, a lot of them I think are just the movies that are going to be in front of Star Wars, and I think. As they do nowadays, they just release them online first because mm-hmm. um, why not? Yeah. And uh, Star Wars, in a way, kind of set that precedent almost a year ago, where like movie studios are just saying, "Sure, mm-hmm. go ahead, let's break the internet with these movie trailers." Um, you know, I want to talk about one first that that actually came out a few weeks ago, and I think we just didn't have a podcast that week. But you know, this is a Detroit podcast, and we might as well talk about the Batman versus Superman trailer that came out. Um, Couple of weeks ago, it was a Jimmy Kimmel we thing, right? Forgot. It was on, yeah. it was like on Jimmy Kimmel, and yeah. then ben, I think Ben Affleck was there, and they they showed it, mm-hmm. and uh, immediately was released online. Mm-hmm. Now, um, well, I'm gonna hear your, th- I, I, you know, I'll hear your th- your thoughts on the trailer. Well, Let's start first with that. off, it opens up uh, with a great shot of um, the Eli Broad Art Museum in at Michigan State, and it, they make it look really cool. Like yes. if you didn't know what it that was. Would be great then you'd be like, wow, that's a cool looking house. Um, so that was cool. Seeing Lex Luthor's house or lair, whatever we want to call it. Um, starting off, I liked the playfulness because, you know, uh, Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne get in an argument and it's he- very heavily uh, like the subtext that they know who their alter yeah, egos right. are. And I get like, I get that tongue-in-cheekness and that fun, like kind of humor, but I didn't really like how on the nose it was with it. And then Lex Luthor comes in, and which I did not expect Jesse Eisenberg to have that voice as Lex Luthor. Yeah, what do you think? Um, you know, fine. Kind of jokery. Kind of jokery, or like just kind of manic, like more kind of, manic yeah. than yeah. Kevin Spacey's and others, and Gene Hackman's. <laughs> not really Mark Zuckerberg-y. We can admit that, right? Yeah, no. I mean, I think a lot of people were expecting that, maybe. Mm. You know, like like the evil Mark Zuckerberg in, in uh, I gotcha. Social Network kind of thing. Yeah, I gotcha. But just even crazier. This seems more crazy. Well, but he's yeah. a, when he says, it like, no idea. Yeah, no, like I'm, Bruce yeah. Wayne, Clark Kent. Well, she shakes Clark Kent's hand. He's like, ooh, what a grip. You would not want to pick a fight with this guy. I was like, <laughs> okay, we get it. Come on. 
but then the rest of it was cool the visuals were really cool and um yeah so I'll, yeah. yeah so I, I worked on it I don't want to say too much because I could get in trouble but I want to know what you think about it. I mean like what do you think about the look of everything I mean and let me ask you were you a doubter of Ben Affleck's casting before no I wasn't a doubter and because you know I think he looks aw- that's the yeah. it's the coolest looking on screen Batman I've ever seen mm-hmm. like it's he does com- look cool. Comic booky for yeah, sure. Like bigger, I like it. He's much bigger looking, and, and it's not uh, armor. You know, it's, yeah. it doesn't look armory. It looks mm-hmm. just like a superhero suit. You yeah, know? I like it. Um, what about Wonder Woman's? You know, she looks kind of like that was a, a little weird. I, that scene was a little strange to me. It just not much was said and whatnot. But uh, I guess that's the point of it. Um, she looked cool. That was like they didn't skimp on like trying to explain what she was wearing. It was just like. Yep, she's Wonder Woman. There she is. That's what she wears because mm-hmm. she's an Amazonian warrior. Right, right. Um, yeah, I like that part. I liked. Uh, I like the look of it a lot. You can in some spots you could recognize locations like Brush Park. Oh, and, did you see? Um, it? You, you yeah, picked out some of that stuff. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, I think it's awesome. You know, so I think it's gonna work well. But I didn't. All the skyline shots, I didn't recognize. <laughs> Like, I didn't recognize any of that stuff. Like, I think, you know, a lot of it is CG added in. Yeah, they might yeah. be. Yeah. You know, they um, got to make it look like... I mean, they did that in, in mm-hmm. the other few, too. They they made it... They changed things to make it look... Well, they, Dark Knight Rises was, like, Pittsburgh. That like, was. But, like, if you think... If you go back to, I mean, specifically, like, Wayne Tower and uh, all that stuff was, like, mm-hmm. changed a little bit. Yeah, in yeah. The original Batman Begins. They add and buildings yeah. and stuff. Right. But you could tell, like, when they're running down Fort Street and yeah, uh, yeah. and stuff. That, that was pretty cool. Uh, other than that, it looks exciting. Excited for it. I'm excited. I mean, I'll just say that I I think it's awesome to see the Eli Broad Museum there. It's like Mm -hmm. really cool. You know, you know, I I hope all the Michigan politicians out there are watching how Mm -hmm. awesome this looks to see a Michigan location in a movie because uh, a movie this big because it's it's not going to happen again, is it? No. Well, not to get political, but to get political. Not in the next three years or something. Um, No, I think it looks. I think it looks awesome, and I'm pumped Mm -hmm. for it. And I'm just, just excited. I'm excited for the like underlying story of just like what Batman's view of like what you're doing isn't right and just right. the god worship of it all because yeah. and almost like demagoguery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so it's kind of it, there's some parallels to today like what's going on today. So yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, cool. Well, well, I'm sure we'll get another one. I think that is playing before Star Wars too, so we'll all get to see it in the big nice. screen. Um, another trailer. Now we we talked about this movie, and right, of course, this is this is what happens in the business, um, <laughs> in the radio business. Yeah. Right, right after Old we time radio. Right after we recorded our podcast and, and talked about no. the, the Tarzan uh, pictures, like literally after you guys left the door, yeah. uh, the Tarzan trailer was released. Mm-hmm. Now um, I'll start with this, where I just you know we talked about this film a while ago. Um, oh, last week. <laughs> was it last week? It was. Oh God. Um, it was five days ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, this is the David Yates movie. Um, Tarzan, of course, it's like a weird different version of Tarzan where he like was in the city and now he's coming, but mm-hmm. he's like kind of the hook version of start of Tarzan. He's like coming back. Yeah. Um, and I will say that I think maybe, maybe we have differing opinions on this, but it was like so blad of me that like, I forgot the trailer was released. Like, I don't know. Just didn't seem... Yeah, you know, the, it just well, I didn't bother very, to look at it, it until seemed, today. It seemed very generic. Yeah, okay. Well, it seemed just generic, and like it just looks like you've got that that like three hundred shot of Tarzan, you mm-hmm. know, about to hit a gorilla or whatever. Yeah, it's that like, was dumb. Ugh. 
Yeah. But you know, I, I think we there were some that... other bits in the trailer that I kind of liked. Yeah, what you, you like? I like the scenery of it, and I like just the design. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought from what I, I mean, we predicted pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> what? <the light? laughs> yeah, just like that. Samuel Jackson would be like a kind of a bad but kind of good character. Christoph Waltz is definitely the bad guy. Right, he looks but, very bad guy. Yeah, yes. you know, he's like leading Jane with mm-hmm. a bunch of guys with guns like out mm-hmm. and. Um, I don't know. It, it looked, it looked, inter- I, I'm interested. You're, you're more interested maybe than you were just by the yeah, photos. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm not a, you know, a girl aged you just 15 to look at it. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, I don't fit that demographic. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I can't explain it. Just, it just seemed very like, maybe it's also because we're getting the jungle book in the same year where it just looks like. It looks like other things, you know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look unique at all to me. I mean, the design is great. Don't get me wrong; everyone out there looks great. Yeah. But um, and I, you know, and it could be a great movie, but like the trailer didn't fashion it in a story way to be like, in an environment way that this is going to be something unique at all. No, you're right. Um, but I we'll agree. see. You know, I mean, there's some good actors. And... Yeah, I mean, well, actually, I don't really know Alexander Skarsgård. It has the, the work, so. but it has the. You're right. It has the workings for a, a, an entertaining movie for mm-hmm. sure. Um, if they let Christoph Waltz be a good villain, a good they they, they give yeah. him more time in this right, one, right? Yep, respecter. Um, <laughs> give give him some respecter. <laughs> respecter. Yeah. No, it's regarding specter. Oh. Um, but yes, respecter. Respecter. I hardly know her. Um, <laughs> uh, let's jump Tarzan, around a little that's bit. That's a man. Let's. Um, this one. This was a surprise. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess it worked. It would have been cooler if I walked into Star Wars and just saw this, but this was a prize on Sunday, and the only good thing that happened to us watching the Lions game on <laughs> yeah. Sunday um, was, and if you could call it that, was uh, the new Independence Day trailer. So there's Resurgence. a surge. So I think maybe I don't know if people forgot about this, but there is a new Independence movie, a Independence Day movie coming out. This is mm-hmm. a sequel. It's a direct sequel, not a remake or anything. Yeah. Um, to the 1996 blockbuster. Um, Twenty years later. 20 years later. So it came out of nowhere. I mean, I remember we were all watching the Lions game and this trailer started and it looked very like legit. And we were like, what is this? And once I saw um, Jeff Goldblum, I was like, this is exactly what I'm, I Dude, think it's going to When be. I saw it, for whatever reason, when I saw Jeff Goldblum, I was like, wait a second. Already Jurassic Park? Like, <laughs> Another Jurassic yeah. Park. Um, but this anyways, is a prequel. <laughs> so the, the Independence Day, uh, what is it called? I don't even know what it's called. Resurgence. Resurgence. It's a, it's a bad. That's a bad subtitle. Um, I think they should resurgence. change that quickly. Yeah, because I don't even remember it. Yep. Well, you know what? Can I have a subtitle? This, this is this is the Batman Begins effect. Mm-hmm. Like Independence, Resurgence, The Force Awakens, yeah, the no. Dawn of Justice, Age mm-hmm. of Ultron. There's always. It's like. Well, The Force Awakens. That's. I mean, that's Star Wars. They, oh. Yeah, but it, but but Awakens doesn't need to be the, the the verb there. You know what I mean? Like, it's very similar to Resurgence oh, yeah. and to Dawn. And, like, yeah. it's it's just hilarious. The Force how, comes back. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's funny how, like, they're all, like... Back to the Force. Coming, they're all the same, I guess. Yeah, Resurgence but, could be, that could be a completely different word and make more sense and... It sounds like a matrix, like the matrix was revolutions. Reloaded. Anyways, um, so the trailer's out there, and we watched it. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Independence Day movie. <laughs> I I think, you know, I think we you, we were we were chatting. You were chatting about it, and, yeah. and it has its. It's a pretty. Any, I think it's a pretty dumb. If movie. any <laughs> not, if any '90s movie can um, 
if any 90s movies can age poorly, it's that one for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. It, it's a definitely time and place movie. But I think back in the day, that was it was a you know that was the 96, 95, 97. Those are the height of like the action movie, meaning mindless. It's not you know it's not really sci-fi. It's not a horror movie. It's just a fun action movie. Yeah, there are horror elements. There are horror elements, elements. And there's sci-fi but elements, but like it's its purpose is it's not, an adventure. Yeah, its purpose survival is, adventure movie. It's, yeah, its purpose is not to scare for sure. It's, it's for to have kids. Fun. Um, ultimately, I think Independence Day was was for a family movie. Thir- I mean, it was PG thirteen. Yeah, but it, but it was you know it's, it's a family movie. Intense PG thirteen movie. Um, but regardless, I love that movie. It has a place in my heart as a child. Um, and this movie brings back a lot of the cast. You got Bill Pullman. You got Jeff Goldblum. You got uh, Jeff Goldblum's father in the older one is in the not his real father. The mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, I saw that. Vindica, it looked like Randy Vindica Quaid a- was in there too. Really? No, I'm kidding. Who's oh, that? <laughs> how's that gonna happen? He comes, <laughs> he comes back. Yeah, Holy at, shit. he's the general of, of the, the aliens. aliens. Oh my I god! I told you they were real. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, uh, Vivica Fox is in this one again, right? She was in the other one. No. Yes, yeah, she was. I don't know. Are um, they still married? I thought they were getting divorced. No, I don't know. But you know who's not in it? Yeah, Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. Who apparently, this is not even a spoiler because they're just saying it. Did you hear this? He's dead. Yeah. I, there his was something in the trailer. Dead. Yeah. That, yeah. Or some sort of image that And showed. I didn't read about it. But anyways. Died in this. a training exercise. Like, that's the worst way to go yeah. out. <laughs> so anyways, summaries aside, the trailer, what do you think? Um, Too serious. It looked like. Um, well, it's funny because you talk about the movie not aging well and it's probably mm-hmm. because it's like. It's ridiculous, not serious. Yeah, but you could still have fun. Like, I mean, Star Trek, the first one, the first reboot is fun. Yeah. Um, And, you know, tongue in cheek and jokey. This doesn't look like there's any humor whatsoever. That doesn't, you know, it doesn't look, it doesn't look fun. It looks scary. Like the, the this ship, one does look scary. I did like the size of the ship, even though it would completely destroy our planet the second it came near us you know just gravitation <laughs> gravity wise um i like the size of his, when he says like it's much bigger than the last one oh come on i, I know okay i didn't like that line <laughs> at the end of the trailer is yeah. just like uh can that be any more pinpoint on the nose yeah but i like the <laughs> shots of the the shadows because that's a very very like independence day thing where the shadows going over the city the shadow yeah, going yeah, over yeah. the moon right, right. like that was cool and then the rest of it you know, it's just so much exposition. Like yeah. when we, and then you got the, the speech underneath it, and and they're saying like, we gotta, you know, we have to fight, and we we what we did is we adapted to their technology. We knew they'd come back, and like all the guns and stuff and jets look similar, and it just looks like way too much, just way too much. Stuff yeah, no, it looks on. it looks kind of crazy. It's a little 2012, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, 2012 mixed with like Battleship. Yeah. Um, what I hate, kind of hate about it is like, it's. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I guess Creed is kind of maybe the same way, but it's so convenient. Like the, it's like, oh, we haven't heard from these aliens in 20 years, and the movie hasn't come out in 20 years. You know, like that was it. Mm-hmm. We beat them. They're done. And we've we just it took us 20 years, and now like life's back to normal. Mm-hmm. here they come again it's like i don't know i don't buy that like it would just be done and over with you know what i mean i hope that's not that maybe that's not the case you mean like you wanted a sequel sooner 
No, but maybe I hope that they explain that like, oh, this was a war for like five years. You can actually go to War of nineteen ninety six. I've seen that. Yes, I've seen that. And I, it was a terrible sight. That's I couldn't weird. really That's navigate really it very well. So I don't know. I think I'm with you a little bit in that it just seems. But I'm not excited about it for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, like it, it doesn't. It didn't really get me. I didn't think as a trailer it was cut very yeah. well. It didn't really build on any tension or anything, and it showed maybe too much too early too. Maybe. That's another thing that That's I think it didn't do well. That's a bad sign when you see Yeah, someone. I agree, yeah. Um, but, yeah, my relationship with the first one is I, you know, I liked it when I was a kid. Rewatching it, I kind of, it's really, really fun to make fun of. <laughs> it's not the best movie. <laughs> I mean, my, my British, my English friend, we were watching the trailer, Sam Aquil out there, mm-hmm. and Sam said, uh, uh, what, he was like reminiscing about the old movie, and he was like, Oh, what a what a very American thing to just. Or he's like, that's the most American dream of all time. Make Fourth of July, make Fourth of July a worldwide holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Unite the world. We're the best. The, yeah, um, unite the world to destroy a common enemy. Right. Um, Why don't you just make that about like ISIS? <laughs> <laughs> right. ISIS is coming. <laughs> well, I think that was you know part of why it was a fun movie because a lot of alien invasion movies are like very. I mean, and granted, they that movie, the times. I well, granted, I'm just saying, granted, that movie does only basically take place in the United States, but that movie was good, and like, it's like we're uniting the world. Yeah. And it wasn't just about like, like one city six being under attack. Yeah, six yeah. years after fall of the Berlin Wall. Right, right. I mean, it was timely, I think, for yeah. like, let's get together and be. We are the world, and that's Bill Pullman. <laughs> um, Welcome to Earth. <laughs> we'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Um, let's stay in the same, uh, let's stay in the same, uh, studio here. Now, this is a movie that I, um, I loved the, I loved the new versions of X-Men. I loved the Matthew Vaughn first class movie. I really loved Days of Future Past that Brian Singer directed, the original director of the X-Men movies. And, um, Brian Brian Singer's back with, uh, Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And, um, the, that trailer was released this week. Yeah. Wow. I didn't really understand what was going on. Me neither, but it seems. Like <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. It seems like there's a lot going on in this movie. Yeah. Like I feel like it's, this is going to be a jam-packed movie with a lot of stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked intense. Like it. You know what's fun about First Class is it's actually kind of fun. Like it's it's you know X Men is usually the, on the serious side of, of mm-hmm. superhero movies, but like X Men First Class was like. Had a lot of. I like know, the pacing of that fun movie. And, I I look. I think X Men First Class is up there with yeah. the top three superhero movies of all yeah, time. Yeah, and I it think builds up to an amazing third act. Yeah, oh, I think it's almost perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know a lot of people don't agree with me with that, but I do. I agree with myself. <laughs> um, but So what's interesting is that X-Men First Class takes place in the 60s. Days of Future Past takes place in the 70s. No, wait, did I get that right? Yeah. No, that's right, because Nixon's yeah, yeah. president. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, this one takes place in the 80s, mm-hmm. which is okay. cool. Um, but it's back and forth. I think it's both. I, guess I you didn't know. pick up on that in the um, trailer. Yeah, there's, there, yeah, whatever. If that uh, was a, if new, they tried to. Newcomers are uh, Olivia Munn mm-hmm. and Oscar Isaac, who we're going to mm-hmm. see in The Force Awakens uh, this week. And we also we loved. I think we all loved in Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is Apocalypse, who is basically like God. I mean, he looks really intense. Like, yeah, they they like imply that. I don't know much. I'm a big X Men fan, but I don't really know much about this Me Apocalypse neither. series or whatever. Me but uh, apparently, he was like. He, he's like the first mutant basically yeah um and he's back yeah they make <laughs> that line where it's like oh he based it off of uh 
ancient Egyptian mythology. Yeah. It's like, or it, him. He, he was based yeah. off yeah, <laughs> Or yeah. they based it off of him. Um, yeah. And it just seems like a lot of shit's going to go down in this movie. Um, yeah, a lot of scary stuff. So, but you were confused by it, but did you like what you saw? Yeah, I think so. I like those movies. I like. I just love Michael Fassbender as Magneto. Oh, perfect. And I and and I I don't, you know, when I watch um, the trailer, I can't tell what who he sides with yet. You think it would be with Xavier to save mankind? I don't if know. This guy I'm is sure crazy, yeah. but but you know, Magneto is also extremely disturbed. And, right. Right. Um, I'm pumped for it. I think it looks. It looks really. I don't know. It looked scary. And you have this like this poster here with like Apocalypse is like holding a skull. I mean, it's it's just like it looks like it looks darker imagery more than I've ever seen in an X Men movie. When again, like I said, the they, last they, one was pretty dark. They usually tend to be very dark. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll see where they go with this. You know, at the end of it, they kind of hint that like um, Professor X gets taken over by Apocalypse. Like he's like, yeah. I've never experienced this much power. And then he loses all of his hair. Yeah, and then he loses all of his hair, right? Um, uh, I hope there's no time travel in this one. I think, well, I think there probably will be. Oh. I think. I did not understand the time traveling in the well, last one. Well, time travels always. It's just really weird. Maybe there's not because I don't see any of the original. I, I heard that they have a small part in it, so it might be there's a flashback. Maybe it is all a flashback. I don't know. Um, Maybe we'll see. Um, and then what else? I think the last one we have here. Oh no, there's two more. Uh, let's go two with. Oh, let's yeah, go shoot. with. <laughs> let's go. I think they're both Paramount, but uh, maybe not. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. Now I only bring this up because I never seen the first one. Me neither. I mean, I mean yeah, the first new one. Yeah, I wasn't really interested. These in are the Michael Bay produced ones with like um, Megan Fox and then CGI. Strange looking yeah. Ninja Turtles. Now I'll say this new trailer came out and um, I. For some reason, it just it's so silly. It takes itself so silly that like I'm not gonna go out and see it, but like I could get why these are being made. You know, yeah. There's if, some kids out there that want to see this movie. If it gets a good ra- uh, rating or review, I'll see it because it, it did look fun. Like there's a lot of jokiness in it. Yeah, um, they got Run DMCs playing it and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Just fun, fun action trailer. and whatnot. Um, but <laughs> I can't help but look at some of those Ninja Turtles, and they look they look kind of um, I mentioned this before, but Michelangelo looks very like Hispanic, and I don't know if that's like <laughs> and sounds very Hispanic. I don't know if that's like a was in the first one. They kind of look weird to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean they just look. I mean they will probably always look weird to us. I mean, we yeah, grew well, up yeah, with the, it, the real costumes and other CGI, and we grew up with a cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> and um, a video game. Really, Steven, really, it's the video game. I right. played the hell out of that game. Stephen Amell is in this movie. Um, he plays Arrow on Arrow. Okay. Um, which I think is a not. I don't think it's a great TV show by any means. I think it's entertaining. I but I always thought he was really good in it, and I think he's gonna make his jump to like a real legit action movie star at some point. And this is his next stepping stone. Okay. Um, he of course plays Casey Jones. Um, so yeah, that trailer came out, and then to top it all off, and of course this will be shown in front of Star Wars this week when we go see it. Is the J.J. Abrams produced Star Trek movie mm-hmm. called? It's the third um, in the new reboots of Star Trek uh, called Star Trek Beyond. Um, this is uh, Justin Lin, right? Is that his name? Yeah, the director. The Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious Seven, Seven director, and, correct? I think he did another one. He did. A, I think he did a couple of them. Um, he is doing. He's directing this movie, and the trailer came out. And what did you think, Mitch? 
Um, yeah, I liked. Uh, I liked it kind of. <laughs> you know how trailers are; it's hard to talk about. But I like that well, it this didn't. One's it didn't rich look like. It, yeah, though. it didn't look like a total ripoff of um, like a previous movie. In a sense, it had themes of it. Whereas you know, the, Into Darkness is really was really disappointing in that sense. Um, but I like that there's no ship. I like that they're on a planet or on some planets and there's an adventure without having to rely Wait, did on... did you say that you liked that there's no ship? Yeah, I did. Well, it gets destroyed. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Hasn't it been destroyed in every movie? I've heard... That's true, but at the end... <laughs> well, not in the first one. It doesn't really get destroyed. I guess it doesn't, but people were... People, I mean, Trekkies are going after this trailer. And really? one of the reasons is... I've heard, you know, you don't see the Millennium Falcon getting destroyed in every every shot of every movie and stuff. And yeah. Like, um, people were pissed about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the that's, that's number one piss, but you like that. You're like, yeah. Well, the difference is in the, in the second one, it... it is destroyed at the end of the film whereas in this one it looks like that's the start of it like they're they're on this um planet which we don't really know anything about they're on that planet and that's where the adventure starts yeah but it did look get, it, yeah it, the, the action was a little insane you know seeing what uh, scotty <laughs> yeah simon Pegg, scotty yeah yeah he's, that, he's not that, an action star yeah like, seeing he's not him like almost go off a cliff and then jump off of something to like grab on at the at the edge of the cliff at the last second was like straight out of Fast and Furious Seven, yeah right? didn't like, Paul and Walker we're have a similar stunt yeah and I think it was the same song too also this Beastie Sabotage. Boys this Beastie Boys song Sabotage <laughs> is playing was, is, was that it yeah that was it's playing in the movie and I think it's playing in the oh, trailer okay. well it's playing too. throughout the whole trailer yeah um, which you know that is I don't know that's like the least Star Trek thing I've ever mm. seen in my life really yeah, it's a little I weird mean, um, it worked in the like um in the first one when we introduced Captain Kirk as a kid you know he's stealing the car yeah I remember that because it's like oh old music from right yeah right. but it was like I don't know I, I I just I'm not a Trekkie by any means but I know that these a lot of the fans are not liking this trailer because it's just doesn't look like Star Trek it looks like Fast and Furious meets Mission Impossible in space. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of Star Wars in there, too. I mean, people are like, the, I don't know what those, I don't know if they're Romulans or what, but it looks like Darth Maul as a girl in, in some of these yeah. shots, of like doing Darth Maul flips and fighting. I don't know, it just looks, it looks, it doesn't look like Star Trek. It's no, kind it of doesn't. boggling my mind. And, yeah. and the trailer doesn't help with the Beastie Boys and the... Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Now, I'm pretty sure it's going to be an entertaining as hell movie. I don't know. Like it looks, maybe <laughs> it just looks fun. Yeah. Like if true. you didn't tell me it was Star Trek, and I just saw that cast and that music and those stunts, I'd be like, "Wow, this could be. Fun, that's gonna yeah. be a fun movie." But it does look very not Trekky, so mm-hmm. we'll see. I won't really care, but I will feel bad for people that do. Um, I'm. It's a. It's a. It's a fan. It's a pop culture franchise. I'm glad I like. Just for the stress, because that's a that's a franchise that's had a lot of ups and <laughs> takes downs, a lot and of, like there are a lot of devoted fans. Takes so a lot of strength to be I'm, a Trekkie. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't get sucked into that because I could have easily been. Maybe one day I will. Um, but that's the trailer roundup. What was your favorite? Not necessarily which one are you most excited for. Which trailer was your favorite? I'm thinking. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and say just okay. simply Batman was because uh, I worked on it. It was here, and it's just fun to see that come alive. See 
uh, Detroit and East Lansing come in a big time uh, movie trailer. Yeah, uh, same. Same. I yeah. would say that now yeah. that I'm thinking. Other than about that, it. I just movie wise, I can't wait for Apocalypse. I think that's going to be the best yeah, of these be movies. Cool. I mean, I'm excited. Pretty pumped. Is that supposed to be the final? Yeah, one? I think so. I think that. And then what? They're probably going to reboot after sell this. Sell it to Marvel. Yeah, I, yeah <laughs> sell it to Marvel. They, yeah. Um, that way Disney. It would be can, cool. That way Disney can, can have own everything. everything. Yes. <laughs> And I, we, I think we're going to get a new Deadpool trailer too soon. I think oh, that yeah. might even be uh, attached to the Star Wars. So probably when, probably when we're done, so many probably when we're, we're done recording this, it'll it'll happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Now let's let's get into the movie of the week. Like I said, we uh, we see a movie every week and we get together and we talk about it. Um, you you Mitch saw this a few weeks ago, so maybe it's less mm-hmm. fresh in your mind. And the movie of the week that we saw was uh, uh, Lenny Abramson's Room, um, not The Room. Uh, which of course is like the cult film that uh, is just known for being bad, right? You've seen The Room. Yeah, it's terrible. But it's great. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. sure. Right. <laughs> um, I've never seen The Room, but I did see Room uh, <laughs> this week. Uh, actually, today. Uh, it stars Brie Larson um, and a, uh, a newcomer, Jacob Tremblay. Tremblay. I think it's safe to say this is better made than the room <laughs> uh, yeah i think that the, not having seen the room i i think it's safe to say um it's uh based off a book by emma donahue and she also wrote the screenplay um this was a film that when we were talking about the toronto film festival i believe um maybe even cans i don't know what we, we were doing the festival talk i think it was toronto but this came up as like one that was getting a lot a lot of buzz i think it was at sundance too maybe Sundance. i don't know it's been it's you, you look at it here it's got all the 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 film festival accolades um but now it's in, it's in um it's in a few theaters you can see it at the royal oak main theater uh, uh, in michigan i saw it there uh, is that where you ca- caught it Mitch? no i saw it at cinema detroit oh you did okay cool yes they had moved the location since i saw mm-hmm. grandma and um you you watch it in a very small room. <laughs> that must be appropriate <laughs> so because this movie it was and the seats were pretty uncomfortable. But you know they're getting there. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for that theater. Well, for, I mean we're going to get into spoilers for sure. But just to recap, and uh, do you think you can do that the 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 summary of this film very quickly? Uh, yeah, I think again. Um, so we have two. We start off with two characters, uh, a mom and her son, and we only know the mom by the name Ma or Mom. And the story is told from the point of view of Jack, her five-year-old son. And they have been trapped and held captive in a like 10 by 10 room for over five years. Jack has never seen the outside world. And it's all about um, Ma and Jack trying to make a life for themselves without, so they don't like lose their sanity and so that she can raise him normally. The best that she can right. in so that she, situation. She like fashions this narrative of like, there is no other world. Yeah, there it's is no other world, room, right? and um, she creates thing. You know, they do stuff each day. They make crafts and they try to learn stuff. She de- they designate like that's bathtub, that's wardrobe, that's as if they're like you know, geographical skylight. Yeah, yeah, like skylight and right. whatnot, or like monuments. It's like yeah. really kind of creepy, but yeah, yeah, but it's interesting. Right, very interesting. And then, uh, and obviously, there's a real world, real world explanation for all of this. Meaning, mean? like their situation. Oh, because they've been held captive. <laughs> yeah, it's they right. were. She was um, kidnapped and raped, basically, and kept in this room for the rest 
for five plus years. And Jack is the child. And Jack is the of, child of the, the the guy who is the kidnapper. Kidnapper, and so she's been there since he was seventeen. Yes. And um, I think right. 17? Yeah, yeah. And I is would say yeah, that's what she said. And I and I would say you know, um, I think maybe now I guess to just get into spoilers because surprisingly for me, I didn't know anything about this film. Surprisingly, the plot of the movie isn't really about. It turns out to this is what I thought. It's not really about them being in the room. Mm-hmm. It's about them. What happens after they escape? Even more so, in a yeah. way. It's about um, like the so, different worlds, right? Yeah. So basically, like that's where the plot kind of starts moving, where it's just like we're gonna escape. She, she, Jack escapes, and then Jack tells everyone where she is, and then mm-hmm. and they then, have to adjust to the real world and all that stuff. Yeah, it's not a happy movie, I would say. No, there was a lot of Sadness. sobbing and. Um, I would say though that I I do give it off the off the start here. I would say I do give it credit in that it does it is kind of lighthearted. It is as much as lighthearted as it can be. I mean I think they do, especially Jack's performance. Uh huh. Um, oh, he's amazing. Jacob I mean, I Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay. I think he. There's a little, in a weird way, he's cute with a lot of the things he says, and I think that it's kind of warm-hearted in that way. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's like trying to make the best out of a shitty situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we like to do initial thoughts first before we dig into things. And so I would say that my initial thoughts, based on what we just said, is that, you know, it's a really good movie. I think I was a little taken aback with how quickly they escaped because I thought it was going to be about them in the room for the whole time, and maybe for me. Um, too much time. It, would t- it felt like an unbalanced movie. Like I didn't. I, I thought that like their t- their time outside of room could have been twenty minutes, and the movie would have been good. Like I don't know. It kind of it. Cha- it's like two different movies here in a way, and it was almost just it was like a, not, a lack of balance for me. Yeah. But other than that, I think like I just the acting's incredible. Mm-hmm. I think you know everyone. Everyone. The acting's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think the cinematography is is is. It's kind of some of it's genius, like the especially the way after he um, escapes, yeah, yeah, and like his point of view shots are great. Mm-hmm. Um, a really cool way they did that. And I also just want to point out that I thought the production design was amazing. I think they do, especially since the first half of the movie takes place in one room. Yeah, the person they, in charge of that. They did do a so great much job. with so little. Uh-huh. Um, so overall, I think it's a great movie mm-hmm. for sure. I don't think it's a perfect. One movie, of the best. But it's great. Theater, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, and it'll probably be up for whatever. But what were your thoughts? You think it's? One um, of the best I wanted theater? to point up. I kind of have the same, same feeling, but it's it's uh, regarding this the second half, but. It's kind of it pays off in the end. Um, I did feel like the second half was really slow. Yeah, I and yeah. and I'm kind of like, all right, we're we're done now. But at the same time, it pays off in the end. Just seeing them um, adjust and finally be, be happy, and and then revisit room yeah. at the end, and yeah. have him just yeah. be like, mm, it's not. I this like isn't that. important anymore. You know. Yeah. All right, let's go. Because um, he's attached to it. But first, he like would he rather wants go, to go back, back there because that's all he knows. Yeah, yeah, he wants to go back because he misses it. I mean, that was life yeah. for the first five years, and um, that you know that's emotional and all of it is extremely moving. And just the, how the you know, I like the way the media reacted to it. it kind of had a, like a Gone Girl vibe to it. I haven't seen it. No okay, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, the the media reacted and just I liked how the second half and i mean the first half is amazing and uncomfortable at times extremely uncomfortable oh extremely uncomfortable especially like, especially with old nick the, yeah, the no, kidnapper yeah, no. i like, was like 
crawling in my chair. Yeah. It was, it was when weird. I when you knew what was going on, it was yeah. like, ugh. Um, first half is amazing. The escape is amazing. One of the best scenes of the year. Um, and just the the end the last half of the film it really brings out all these other performances that build this world of like trying their best to uh, help Jack because the story is told through Jack's perspective. Um, so seeing it from that perspective, I guess that kind of makes sense where we were like, this is slow at the end because yeah. it was confusing. You weren't, you didn't know what people were thinking. The adults were thinking you were just witness to them yelling at each other or, behaving in weird ways and um that's where i think it pays off is just in the performances i was so interested in that i mean um joan allen as uh the mom or grandma grandma? yeah Yeah, she's amazing uh even william h macy he's barely in it but but he does like that scene at the dinner table is amazing you know exactly what he's thinking and nothing nothing is said at all Uh, and Tom McCamus as Leo, the like step husband of Grandma, he plays a plays his role perfectly too. Um, I think without that, the last half of the film is really slow and kind of I don't know hard to deal with. What but there's sh- so much hope at the end. Is there? The there is. There is. I think they do a good job with that. Um. I, for me, though, in terms of like the balance, the pacing, and all that stuff, like we were saying, I agree, it pays off for sure, and the performances <clears> are great. <throat> mm-hmm. um, it's just that there was such an outpouring of emotion in the first, at the end of like the second. I don't. It was like, weird. I, don't, I can't even explain. At the end you. of the first. Half, but but you when mean? but when she yeah when they escape, uh-huh. there was such an outpouring of emotion. You expected like, that to be the end. <laughs> yeah, I did. It kind of climaxed. It climaxed right away, and I I like. I was, dude, I was actually just having this conversation with someone like, because like Creed almost made me cry twice, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. This got even closer in that scene. I didn't expect that. Yeah. I mean, I knew, you know, the what music helped. The music helped, but the, really the performances helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob Tremblay's performance really sold mm-hmm. it for me. But, you know, everyone in my theater was crying. I could, I could hear it. Yeah, yeah. It just such, it's just such a high point of, a, of emotion. And mm-hmm. then the rest of it is kind of like, you know, it goes up a little bit. There's some. Well, nothing, it's like back but, to reality. But nothing, <laughs> yeah, I know, but nothing ever. I mean, there's sad parts later on in the movie, and there's high energy sad parts. You mm-hmm. know, when she tries to do whatever to herself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, we've gotten this far. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> she tries to kill herself. Um, yeah. But it, but it just wasn't as strong cinematically as that first emotion point. Mm-hmm. So it, like it was just felt unbalanced to me. Yeah, but I gotcha. obviously it's a great movie. I mean, I'm not even gonna. I guess it's more it's more like real life, I guess, in that sense. Where yeah, it's like nothing is going, going to top for. that. Right. Nothing is going to top that moment. Absolutely, yeah. And you know, the other the other time I felt like, you know, was close to crying was when he spends the day with his grandma and after they cut his hair he says, uh, I love you, grandma and it was just like Oh my god. <laughs> like, right. oh my god. That was sad. Yeah. That was got like, me oh too. Great and based on performance, really. Yeah. Um, let me read Colin's thoughts really quick. Uh, who's not here with us again? I mean, he he said you know, I saw it three weeks ago, so he's still kind of like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but he he thinks it's a good movie. He, you know, he thinks like uh, the recent films that he's seen. I think um, Colin I might be speaking for you, but I think like Brooklyn and Spotlight are in the same category. Where, like they're really good, but he didn't think that they were really great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he, you know he hopes to discuss Spotlight too. You haven't seen Spotlight not yet. yet or no. Me neither. We will. Um, and they, he enjoyed watching it, but he did he did seem. It did seem a little predictable for him, mm-hmm. and I can see that. I mean, I I definitely felt 
nothing was too like i mean aside from the premise itself nothing was too like oh my god no way and you don't have to have that in a movie and i think that in a way they, they didn't want that mm-hmm. you know like for, i'm they glad like, to play I'm, it straight well like i'm glad she didn't like kill herself Actually you know what i mean because like herself. that would have been a, such a roll eye down like way to end the movie you know uh-huh. just like let's just be sad 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 yeah you know that's I mean? that's where it and gets I'm, into like oscar bait yeah and i'm glad they didn't they're glad they didn't do that um yeah he thought the performances brie larson and jacob tremblay were wonderful um <laughs> you know jacob tremblay he's eight years old and he plays a perfect five-year-old yeah um which is kind of amazing considering child actors like well we might as well just get ahead and talk about this because the movie's an, it's an acting movie yeah it is for sure. um but it's a really cool concept like really interesting no concept. it is a it is a very interesting concept um but i just want to colin says he thinks brie larson gives one of his his personal favorite performances of the year i for sure me too yeah um it, and he says oscar is closely on her doorstep um what do you think about jacob tremblay is there a chance here or is just too many strong male leads this year he, I he, thought he was he be so. A lead? He was so good. Would he be a lead actor? You know, I was thinking they could try, and but he is the movie. He's yeah, he's so the, the movie. Lead. I mean, he has the voiceover first of all, so he is our narrator, and we see the movie through his eyes, literally. Yeah, but um, I mean, but they is, share they share so many lines. Like sometimes he doesn't speak at all, and other people are speaking, and the mom uh, speaks a lot. Yeah, but Oscars aside, I think this is his movie. Like I think at the end of the day, when when the whole movie is said and done. Because I think, again, it has to do with you see it through his point of view. Mm-hmm. You hear it through his point of view. Yeah. You hear his mind. And then, like, you know, when, when uh, Joy goes away mm-hmm. for a little bit, you know, you, we don't even see what happens. We don't, we don't follow her story, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think at the end of the day, it is Jack's story, which is really interesting. And which is obviously, you talk about the concept. I mean, there's obviously, and maybe in a way, like, kind of hit the nail to pinpoint on the head again. I've already used that metaphor already. But... You know, it's very obviously like a, a Plato's cave analogy movie of yes. like, you know, like literally like Plato's cave analogy is like when you walk out of the cave, you won't be able to see. And at first you'll be uh, it'll be jarring, but then eventually you'll grow accustomed to it and you'll realize the ways of the new world. I mean, like literally that mm-hmm. was put into play here yeah. a few times. Whatever you see um, since growth is what your world right, is. Right, right. Um, and they, you know, they are in a cave in a way and like they, the projection, the basically, projection. yeah, TV. I mean, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. I mean, so that was a little too on the nose. If, yeah, but I also, it's on the nose if you know that, that reference. Right. But I, it that's also, also a ba- very basic human thought and cinematic thought. I yeah. mean, that's a, that's the thing in a lot of movies, mm-hmm. really. I mean, like the matrix is a Plato cave analogy in a way. I mean, where you, you have, you, you think one reality is one thing and then you're shown the light. Um, but it's also one of my favorite analogies. I mean, I, yeah. I, like I love that analogy, and I also love the Monte Cristo thing they were going mm-hmm. for there, which was also a little too on the nose. But um, it's a great, interesting stuff. It's a I great mean, sci- like movie for like psychology, yeah, the child psychology, and which we've seen Inside Out before yeah. this year, Inside Out. Yeah, which I also want to bring up. I think it's crazy this year. It, I don't. Maybe you won't think this is crazy, but that we've, we've already seen two movies where the main character's name is Joy. They she didn't have a name. Her name was jo- her name was Joy Newsom. Was it? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. But they don't make a big point of it. No, they don't. But her name is Joy, and then we yeah. also have another movie coming out called Joy. <laughs> two weeks called Joy. <laughs> kind of, how does this happen? Joy, Joy, Joy. How does this happen? Um. But yeah. Um. 
Do you have any other? You like the music? You mentioned the music. I the music was really good. I, I was actually thinking about it a lot. I yeah, mean, it was. It was it's really good because the music also was pleasant. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was another thing where I'm, I think that they're kind of sprinkling in these things of enjoyment mm-hmm. to try to make lighten up a very heavy topic. Did you find it that way at all? I mean, maybe just in general. I mean, I, when I mentioned that, you were like, I don't know. Did you find? Did you? find it were people ever laughing or like was there anything in your theater where it was like kind of maybe there's some joy at the darkness of this room at the end i thought yeah i mean him playing with that kid um with the, the dog. dog uh just like bonding with uh leo that one guy um a lot of that stuff and yeah there, there's hope and then it's also really sad because you're thinking like uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, clearly sad. Let yeah, me say, it's yeah. Clearly. Like, like, how is this kid ever going to be the same? Um, what I did kind of walk away from it is that second half is you don't like you take for granted so many things in the world that are so beautiful, like trees, <laughs> and the sky, and clouds. That's what I thought just, was kind of the point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Clouds and just everything. I mean, it, it, even though like I think they're in Ohio. Well, we'll get to that in a second, but yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. in Ohio, and it's like winter or fall. It's really oh, shitty I might, out. I might as well say this, but you can also see the Toronto skyline in one shot. I couldn't you believe could? that. Yeah. I didn't. I guess 100%. I missed it. I guess I missed it. Yeah. But it takes place in Ohio. Yeah. I didn't totally missed that. <laughs> um, but they, um, just seeing those things, there's a lot of shots of just things you take for granted like just image it's kind of like the most beautiful bag in the world kind of deal yeah like you don't actually look at something if you know because you see it every day but if you were you know held captive for five years and don't ever remember you've never seen trees you've never seen cars you've never mm-hmm. seen other people going outside for the first time would be insane yeah, and he and has that voiceover about how there's just he was like there's just so much going on. There's yeah. so many people and like how does it all work? Like mm-hmm. I can't believe everything. Are we know? on a different planet? Right, yeah. and I I thought that that was the point. Like you're like what you're saying it was like we should appreciate it, mm-hmm. and we don't like the way that someone would if they had never seen it before. Yeah. Or like we you know we get up we get upset at the stupidest shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like right. <laughs> wow. Perspective. You know? Yes. Yeah. Because this stuff is, has happened, you know. Stuff like this has happened. What was it? A few years ago in Cincinnati that, or Cleveland or whatever. So, yeah, that yeah, the, that, the, like that guy years, was, yeah, that guy was girls. holding those girls captive in his basement for years. Yeah. And then they escaped. And Well, let me, because you mentioned you liked the way the, the journalism stuff and the reporter stuff and the media stuff was handled. I thought... Well, though, I thought it was disgusting, but I, I like that it was handled in that sense. I do think, though, that the interview was a little unreal. Like, she was over-aggressive. Yeah, it was, a little it was very aggressive. I don't think it would actually be like that. Yeah, I don't know if a reporter would actually be like, did you think of taking your life? And would they would they be like, why didn't you send the why child did, yeah. away? Like, why that, didn't you try was... to do something better for your son? It's like, yeah. what am I gonna do with this guy? Yeah, leave it with the rapist. Like, yeah, leave <laughs> it with an evil, you know, kidnapping rapist. I mean, I know, ju- I know, journalism is 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 taking a bit of a fall in the last twenty years, <laughs> yeah. but I don't think that that would happen. Yeah, I don't well, know. maybe she was just some bullshit, like interviewer she was from like, like a podcaster, like Fox News or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> just not somebody it, it wasn't Barbara Walthoff not Barbara Walthoff Barbara Walthoff um 
Cool. Well, any other thoughts on Room? Um, I think it's a movie that parents will have a very hard time watching. Yeah. Yeah, no. When, you, when we talk, we usually do recommendations at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I do recommend this, but it is going to be hard to watch. Yeah, I, I recommend it to everyone, but you you will cry if you are a parent or i mean i cried a little i didn't cry a ton uh, i welled up I, yeah i welled up i was like god you know one of those like mm, god damn it uh <laughs> i well it's like i well up when when luke shuts off the computer system <laughs> in star wars oh so do i yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that in a second yeah. i'm so glad you said that i do too that's like my favorite yeah. scene in every movie yeah um, um <laughs> but 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 this is a different type of welling up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it was more like God, you know, this is intense. But I did um, I did but, well up for happiness when I, when I say when that then when they when they got when they're running at each other at the cop car and they they escape. Yeah, I was I, I welled up at that. Yeah. I was like, yes, I'm so happy for them. Uh, yeah, and just um, that. But I feel like if you're a parent, I think you're gonna cry throughout the majority of the film. Uh, but, but yeah, I don't know. But you recommend it. I mean, it's <laughs> I totally recommend it. It's a great it, yeah. piece I think, of cinema. I think it sure. probably will be nominated. Yeah, what are your Oscar picks here? I, picture? I think it'll be nominated for Best Picture just because of how well-crafted it is. Um, Cinematography is so hard. I don't know. I don't know about directing. Acting for sure. Brie Larson may even win it. Uh, Jacob Trenley, either he might be nominated either supporting or Best Actor. I don't think he'll win, but, you know. Um. Other than that, maybe score. I think music has or a shot. Or adapted screenplay, even. I think music has a shot. Yeah, or adapted screenplay. For sure, adapted screenplay, probably. Yeah. Um, Next to Brooklyn and The Martian. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that about covers it. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's that's room. I, I definitely do recommend it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, you know, brace yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. And there are no, there's now at the main art over here, and we're like, there are more screenings now. Like a couple weeks ago, there was like one a day, and now yeah. there's like four. So Starting to it's a little redu- easier reduce to reduce the spotlight. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's taking the spotlight away from spotlight. Um, well, I hope that shows up in bigger theaters. Yeah, me soon. too. Yeah, I did have a, uh, I had like a little Abbott and Costello moment uh, when I went to see the movie. I, 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 you know, at the main, you buy your ticket at the at the concession counter, mm-hmm. and I bought my ticket, and uh, I said, you know, can I get some coffee? He gave coffee. He's like, yeah, I just made some, and uh, he fills it up. He goes, you want room? And I said, yeah, I just paid for a ticket. Of course, <laughs> I want room. <laughs> I'm like. Uh, I'm kidding. That didn't happen. But <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was gonna say that would have been good. Yeah, but I did get coffee. Um. <laughs> anyways, so that's room. We will be back next week with another movie. Before we end, we do uh, do Netflix recommendations. Um. Let's do ne- let's do recommendations really quick because we do want to do a little do a little five minute preview on our Star thoughts Wars. from Star Wars. But uh, <laughs> Mitch, uh, Star what do you, and again I should say Netflix is kind of like Kleenex. We do all video on demand recommendations. So Mitch, don't you can you can stray away from Netflix if you want. Yeah, I am. Okay. Um, I am going to HBO Go, which just added the great mockumentary that came out earlier this year called What We Do in the Shadows, which is about um, mm-hmm. vampires living in a flat together or living in a house together um in modern new zealand and it is hilarious it was you, one of the funniest uh, films of the year uh, as a fan of spoofs uh which is, you would consider it that right no 
Mockumentaries are tough, but yeah, I, I guess spoofs. Yeah, it's weird because they, they're like almost inherently a spoof. Whatever, yeah, but mockumentaries in general. You're like, spoofing documentaries and you're spoofing the vampire genre, genre right, right. And horror genre. Um, I've been that's been re- that's recommended to me all the time. Like, <laughs> well, it's on HBO. And now it's on so, HBO Go. So, so watch I, it. It's pretty if, short too. If I'm not just watching Star Wars every day this week, mm-hmm. I will. Uh, yeah, I will get to it's it by the guy who's guys who did um, play the Concords. Um, right. Taika Waititi is, I think, the director, and I can never remember his name because it's very similar hmm. to something else. Jermaine Clement. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a tough one to remember for some reason for me. Um, well, cool. I will see if I uh, can get on that. Um, last week I, re- I I recommended the Star Wars movies, and this is a cop out again, but I, I gotta. Um, I'm going to recommend uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, which is on Netflix. Now, I'll say for you adults out there. You're not going to like this. <laughs> no, no, that's no, not true. But the, 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 the look, I think like many TV shows, the first two seasons are like it's trying to figure out what it is. By season three, I was actually just watching it again. By season three, for sure, it turns and it, it hits its stride quickly and very well. There, mm-hmm. A lot of the best Star Wars I've seen, honestly, is in that. It's, it's very... Some of it's very good. And if you just like art and animation, it's just fun to watch, personally. Um, the, you know, when again, does that one take place? It takes place between episodes two and three. It's the Clone gotcha. Wars. It's okay. like the big yeah, yeah. Um, battle. Um, and um, all five seasons are on Netflix, but then the sixth on-air season is also on Netflix because when it was bought by Disney, they canceled it right away. So they just put it on Netflix. Um, but they put the on-air season six on Netflix. So. Okay. It's on there. I mean, you know, if you if anyone out there knows me and wants to watch it, ask me for some rec- episode how recommendations. Many, how long are the episodes? Are they 20 They're 20 minutes, minutes oh, and okay. 22 minutes, and there's like 28 to 25 episodes a season. So there's a lot. There's a lot of Star Wars out there. Um, That's a lot. But uh, speaking of the devil, um, you, you know, I like we're probably beating this to death because uh, I'm just the craziest Star Wars geek in Metro Detroit just about. But yeah. we... Um, <laughs> I, I love Star Wars. I, too, everyone loves Star Wars. No, yeah. I did two. I did two preview podcasts of uh, for the Force Awakens and already. But but I want to get your thoughts, Mitch. I mean, we're going into. I say I'm a big Star Wars geek, but that means nothing because again, like you say, everyone loves Star Wars. This movie's getting so much buzz. It's yeah, gonna, your your level of fandom no, is I know, much. I know, but different but than this mine. is like for everyone, whether you like it or not. This is going to be one of the biggest movies of all time in terms of box mm-hmm. office draw this this coming week and product marketing and product, <laughs> and product marketing. So I want to hear from you before we go into it because we're going to see it on Thursday and we'll do it next week. Uh, or well, I'm going to see it Thursday, but everyone will see it this weekend. What are your thoughts, concerns, hopes, and dreams of this movie? Let's start with my my history. Let's do it. Star Wars history. I remember watching Return of the Jedi when I was probably six or seven with uh, my friend Blake at his house when I was being babysit by their mom. Um, that and you know that was before I even knew what Star Wars was. We watched it because I liked the Ewoks and. That was pretty much it. That's all I remember. I remember Endor a lot. Yeah, but you remember it vividly. I remember it vividly. Yeah. I remember it vividly. And um, then my dad took me in 1997 to see A New Hope in theaters. In theaters, yeah. yeah. I hadn't seen The Empire Strikes Back until, you know, maybe like two or three years after that. Oh, really? Okay. But, but during that time period, uh, my friend and I had Dark Forces on the computer the game that you that i would launch using dos i just played it last night man. really yeah it's on steam i just played it <laughs> really yeah i love that game that game was really fun uh can i interject for a second 
Yeah. So you know the series, Dark Forces and Jedi Knight. Did you play any of the other and ones? I, I played Jedi Outcast. So my friend and Alex... a few other ones. So Outcast and Academy, the one that came after that. My friend Alexander, we did the podcast, mm-hmm. the Star Wars podcast. <laughs> I met him on Academy. Yeah, that's so, what you said. Yeah. So it's amazing. Dark Forces holds a dear part <clears throat> in my heart. Yeah. So anyways... Um, Dark Forces was fun. I can even like remember the scream you, la- you your character yells out when you fall to your death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, it's amazing. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, I don't remember. I remember a few other games. Um, and I played Jedi Outcast, and I loved it. Um, Such a good game. But just dude, because still. the third person and like using dude, the lightsaber so good. was so fun. And the story is great. And too. I added the mod where with the dismemberment. Yep. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I never played that online like you guys yeah, did. Yeah. There's also other games that I played. Um, but when I was nine and Phantom Mess came out, I went and saw that, of course, because I was nine. Um, <clears throat> I remember liking it. I, I know that. Now I don't. Mm-hmm. really like it i have problems with it yeah i, I saw two um that was about two years later right and three, it was 2002 three, three, yeah. so about three years later so 13 uh, or 12 kind of remember liking it i don't remember a lot of it mm-hmm. um i just remember when i saw it with my dad and when padme falls out of the the like fly you know whatever yeah, cruiser the, the, she falls out of it like 40 feet and just whacks the sand yeah and another clone trooper falls out with her and he runs over and he's like are you okay princess or whatever and she gets him she's like i'm fine <laughs> like whoa <laughs> and i remember my dad going what <laughs> like loudly in the theater it why didn't she break her spine yeah why isn't she dead um but i you know none of that romance stuff like i never picked up on yeah any of but that we, stuff. Were, we were talking about that too yeah like, when you're 12 and 13 you don't but care. it's so bad when you look at no, it's them. not good at all but when you're but it's funny when you're 12 and 13 you're like i don't care just, yeah who cares just, just i just go granted. back to the fighting yeah yeah and you're like of course they're in love sure yeah. go on exactly. Natalie hot. hot right. christensen's hot they're just just be together yeah i don't remember I think that's maybe how george lucas about, thought too <laughs> that's yeah probably uh and then i actually never saw revenge of the sith in theaters because oh, really? i just didn't care really so you were by like that 15, time right? i didn't care and you know it's it's very strange like there was a period in the mid-2000s where i knew star wars it's very strong in my like in my background where i saw those two i had toys i had you know, video games, all that stuff. Never, <laughs> never saw Revenge of the Sith in theaters. Hmm. Very strange. I don't know what well, it was. So, Maybe it was because I just knew what was going to happen, so I wasn't right, interested. Right. I mean, it's there wasn't true. anything. I know a lot of people that felt that way. Yeah. About all the prequels, really, like adults that mm-hmm. weren't crazy Star Wars fans, but they're like, yeah. I mean, of course. Yeah. Like, I know what happens. So it's just kind of in the back of my head, and and then it wasn't until like 2009 or so when those. The Red Letter Media people made that um, review of Phantom Menace, yeah. and it, you know, caused me to look back and watch the originals again. And since then, I've kind of uh, become more of like a purist for the originals because they're great. Yeah, they're so, they're so good. No, they're amazing. And I'm not, you know, you know, I'm I'm, gonna, I'm a prequel apologist to the end, but I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. sit here and tell you that like they're on the same level of quality. Yeah. But but let me. So when did you first see Empire then? Probably like that was in between Clones and and Phantom Menace. Probably yeah. Do you? Because so I remember because I because I know the scenes. You know I can yeah. distinctly remember all well, the scenes. Unless maybe I'm remembering it wrong and I did see it around when I watched. <laughs> Sorry if you didn't hear me. I pulled the mic away. Uh, when I did see Return of the Jedi when I was younger, maybe that was. 
because I those scenes are so well, stuck out I, in my head. Yeah, here's what I always ask everyone because I don't. I always just knew. But did you ever have the reveal? No. So you always knew Darth Vader. Yeah, was Yeah, somehow right? already always knew. I think a lot of our, our age just kind of we grew just up told. knowing. Yeah, I mean it's just it's <laughs> such a cli- told us it's such a cliche point. and it's made fun of all the time that like yeah. everyone just knows. But have you ever been in the room with someone when they found out for no, the first time? No, I, I really I haven't. I have. Really? Yeah, my friend uh, Amanda. How um, do you not know? Whatever. Hey, you know, if Go you ahead. don't watch Star How did Amanda Wars, take it? We were watching it, the Blu-rays at my house in uh, East Lansing. Like, Amanda's never seen them. So we're like, let's watch them. We're like, let's watch them. You know, if you've never actually seen them. So we get we watch two, the first two in a row. And then we revisit uh, Return of the Jedi. When he says, oh, I am your father, she went, what? <laughs> and like looked around at us and we were like, you didn't know that? That's, and she's like, oh, no. She didn't know? Yeah. That's amazing. Like, you didn't know that? Well, and she's funny. like, that's what? That's, that's crazy. crazy that you guys didn't say anything throughout the whole movie. Like, what did you let Didn't even think. Didn't that's, even think to amazing, mention though. that. I, if I could, I would love to go back and not know. I mean, I couldn't imagine being in that mm-hmm. theater. Yeah, that would have been insane. I mean, there's just no twist like it ever since, and like I can't imagine what it would have been like. Yeah, that would have been devastating. Well, I think I think George Lucas like yeah he this, visited he, like psychologists, psychologists to yeah. make sure would this will this really fuck up kids? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, no, and he's like, great, and then it, you know it's fine. Yeah. Kids of the '80s were strong. I mean, it makes for an amazing story. Yeah. Um. So now that your history is there, and I, I love I love hearing everyone's. Everyone has these vivid memories and mm-hmm. specific connections to Star Wars. It's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. But what I mean, what are you thinking? I mean, to be honest with this with this movie. I mean, obviously we all expect it to be good because it just looks <laughs> great. There's no question. We I think we've talked about it. it. Looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. But let's start with. Do you have any, any like serious worries? My serious worry is rep repeti- repetitious characters. I am afraid you could probably bet on that. I can. I am afraid that Ray and Finn and Poe, am Han, I missing Luke any of Yeah, are going to be similar to Han, Luke, and Leia, right? Or someone else. Um, that concerns me a lot because then why are we introducing new characters? You know, and uh, but that's but that at the same time that's what I'm most excited for is new characters and finding out yeah. why we do that I'm look I'm excited too to be like yep. I, I still want to know and as big and as I want to know who they're related to if they're related to you know. I, I just hope that this movie answers why is it coming out other than for money like I wanted I want to know that there is a real reason that the story continues fun yeah there's something fun, really but interesting but also like it makes sense to continue the, the story mm-hmm. not just make another movie in the universe you know what that's I mean that's true like somebody's gonna get the force <laughs> I'm right. expecting maybe Leia will like finally reveal well, right. or whatever. Right. But then, um, that, that, but then, are they? You think they're gonna be like have much presence in the next two? No, I don't think that. You I think, think they're gonna have much presence in this one. I think if anyone, Harrison Ford will, but I don't think just because I don't think Carrie, Falcon. <laughs> I don't think Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill will be in much of the in the eighth or ninth movie, if any. We'll see what happens in this movie, but. Um, what are you most excited for? I mean, what's what are, are you excited? Are you are you as amped up as you think you would be? Like, you know what I mean? When when this movie was announced in two thousand and twelve, um, was it that long ago? That was that long ago. I mean, I remember thinking that's so far away. Now we're here, in a galaxy so so close. What two thousand twelve? When yeah, no, that no, was when Disney announced that they were buying it, and then they said right we have after, films like on after the way. Go, yeah. And then they have films on the way. They're going to And then continue. in January of 2013, J.J. was announced as the director. Yeah, and then they released... Wait, when did they release the photo of all the cast? That was like April 2013. Okay, that was exciting. Seeing Adam Driver in that, I think, was the most exciting for me. Um, 
You mean the 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 script, the script read through? Yeah, the script yeah, read through yeah, with everyone in the circle. It was a great photo. Or, yeah, it's like a yeah. historical photo. Yeah, yeah. like um, and R two is just sitting there for some reason, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> taking notes. Uh, <laughs> he's no, he's taking hologram video oh, for yeah. posterity. Right. right. Uh, so then, so do you feel as the pumped? first trailer pumped me up? That real teaser with just like four shots in it. Amazing. And then the Millennium Falcon. I was like, yes, like that looks great. Great marketing. Then the sec the second trailer came out even better. Third trailer even better. Everything has just been building up. That's so great. Nothing has scared me yet. But um, ex- expectations are higher probably than they ever were. I mean, I'm I sure JJ Abrams is freaking the fuck out. Yeah, right I, heard, now. I read an article. He was like, <laughs> he's like, I just so much pressure right now. Yeah. The premiere is tonight in L.A. Oh yeah. Um, which I swear to God, any of you motherfuckers spoiled this. I know some about you. Some of you out there that have seen this before me. If you fucking really? spoil this movie for me, I'm gonna be so pissed. I don't know how this happened because I was a huge Star Wars fan back in. I was like the biggest Star Wars fan in the world in third grade. And uh, Michael Cutler, I know you're not listening, but I, I I bring this to you all the time. <laughs> he saw episode one before me and had no hesitation telling me that Qui Gon dies. Stupid. Literally at eight Fuck years you, old, Michael. that that ruined it for me, and that's why he's you know he's on your shit list. <laughs> he's number he's number two instead of one on the list of who gets the tickets to this movie just because of that. Um, so. What so you you are excited, but what like is there one? Let me give one thing: a character, a moment. What are you most excited for? Like, what will just make it for you? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what what kind of answer you're looking for. Like whether it's the the you know the first time you see an X-wing fly across the screen, or the first time you hear. Uh, the Han and Leia theme when Han and Leia are embracing, or I think R two D two shows up, or you see Luke for the first time. I mean, what's that, gonna really? Oh, that's gonna do it. But I think it. I think it's gonna be when one of our characters uses a little bit of the Force to, de- you to ex- defeat, and you don't expect it. You don't expect that to defeat probably Kylo Ren if he dies. Which you know, I'd like Kylo Ren. If he's a great villain, I'd like him to survive. Well, you you probably heard time. me say this on yeah. the other podcast, but I, I Darth predi- Maul being killed is the worst. And I, but I predict that something similar might happen to Kylo Ren. To mm-hmm. be honest with you, but um, I, don't I want, think people I don't will want be pissed. I don't want it either, but we'll see. Because you know, you want to build up your villain to be evil and scary, you right? Want more, you more to put on to him before he dies, kind of like Voldemort, you know. Well, we will see, and, and we Darth will be Vader. here to talk about it uh, about a week from now. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. I am pumped. So um, that's about does it here for the Woodward's Filmcast. I'm glad we got some. I'm always up for some Star Wars discussion. Um, we will be back next week with a different movie. Oh yeah, it's called Star Wars: The Force Awakens. <laughs> and uh, Colin will be back too as well to discuss it. And uh, that's it. You can hit us up on Twitter at WoodwardsDT. Email us at WoodwardsFilmcast at gmail.com. That's three O's in Woodward's. And uh, you can hit Mitch up on Twitter. At Mitch Haba. And I'm at Kale Davidoff. That's M-I-T-C-H-H-A-B-A. Kale like the vegetable, David like the name, off like the bug spray. (laughs) Uh, We'll see you guys next week. Bye. See ya. This has been a WoodwardsDetroit.com production. Your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk.